Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. Harper, you are standing underneath a single flickering orange streetlight. No, wait, uh, this, this was a bad idea. We should get back in the car. Come on. Eddie's, like, just cresting the incline, like, <sighs> I saw, uh, I just, that's, it's a hell of an incline, a big, big old bag of cameras. Uh, I gotta, I gotta work out more. I'm sorry, what? We, we need to get back in the car right now. The Jeep? Eddie, you... What's going on? ...are looking at Harper standing in this pool of light, and you see a figure step out of the shadows behind her. It's you. It looks exactly like you, clothes and all, except it doesn't have any eyes. Whoa, okay, uh, oh, a camera rolling and everything, right? Just flip it out real quick, kind of shaky cam this thing. Uh, hey, uh, Harper, uh, yeah, I think you're right. We should head back to the Jeep. Just, uh, let's go, let's go this way. Uh, Harper's gonna turn and look behind her. You see the figure that you saw right before you crashed. You see Harper dressed in your work scrubs, covered in blood. Uh, she's gonna start backing up towards, uh, Eddie, going, you, you're seeing this, right? That, that's what I saw earlier. It's, it, the me in blood. Like, that's what you're seeing, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely seeing me, wait, I'm seeing me in blood. Well, I'm seeing me without eyes, so you're in blood? What? I'm, I'm gonna just yell, I'm gonna yell at it. Hey, what, what the heck are you? As I'm, like, slowly backing up towards the incline in the jeep. It just smiles at both of you, and you see these low, pale, iridescent shapes start creeping out of the shadows behind it, fanning out towards you. Are my holds from Read a Bad Situation still good? Yeah, go for it. Sweet. Yeah, it's a good time to use this. Uh, what's my best way out? Seems like a good question here, because the car is kind of effed right now. Like, we can get in it, but it's an open-top Jeep, so how much cover is that really going to provide, right? So looking around at this, like, dark road, maybe for, like, looking around to see if there's another car or, like, a place that we could run that maybe there's a, a house something nearby. Like, what is what do we got for options? Up a tree? I'll take tree. Uh, in this situation, we call that an open-top Jeep. Ah, that's good, that's good. (laughs) So you are a good ways away from anything resembling people. You would guess probably your best bet is either to take off straight down the road and hope that you run into a car coming the other way, or you can try to take off through the woods and hope that you run into a house somewhere. Hey, Harper, I think we're going to have to run for it down the road. I don't think that Jeep's going to do us any good. Count of three. Okay. All right. One, 
two, and on the count of three, I take what's left of my pizza rolls and hurl them towards the dogs and then just start sprinting. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here! So your your pizza bites uh, clatter against the against the pavement as both of you start just sprinting down this road, and you can hear this scrabbling behind you of the dogs giving chase. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 Both of you, please act under pressure. Cool. We each have plus one since we read a bad situation and are acting on that result. Cool. So in this case, both of you would otherwise actually have a minus one. So this will just even out and then be a regular old cool roll. Yeah, that's a stat I have. Question. Um, Part of my premonition ability means that because I rolled, I believe, a 10 plus one in the beginning, I get a plus one forward to prevent the bad thing from coming true. Am I already in the bad thing I foresaw or is getting caught by the dogs the bad thing I foresaw? Do I get a plus one to prevent getting caught by the dogs? Uh, yes, you can go ahead and take that plus one. Woo! <laughs> this, this seems like a fair time to remind you that I also have a bad thing that's going to happen to me from my session roll. <laughs> oh, I didn't forget. <laughs> oh, Actually, while we're asking about crazy abilities, uh, I have to hold to say, like, I'm a minor per celebrity, so are these dogs fans of my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you could always stop and ask him. <laughs> I'm just going to roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> well, that's a... I still... Damn, I still... That's a six. It's a solid six. I got a 12. Go on without me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no shit. It. Like, that was supposed to be heroic. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big old uh, five plus one right there, so... Um, I rolled, yeah, I rolled obviously an 11, and then I had a, so I would have been fine even if I hadn't been gifted the plus one, but. All right. Harper, you are able to almost instinctively sort of weave in such a way that it seems to throw the dogs off of your trail in just this heart-pounding need to not see whatever was going to happen at the end of that dream, then, Eddie, you are trying to keep up with Harper and her bizarre serpentine movements that you're not sure what the purpose of them are, and you suddenly your camera fumbles out of your hands and you're holding onto it by the strap. You need to stop for a moment to, to, to catch it, to get your grip on it again so you don't just lose it entirely. Or you could keep running and leave the camera behind. Yeah, I want that footage. So at this point... I'm gonna try to. I will try to recover it, right? I think Eddie. Yeah, Eddie fumbles. He's, he like looks back. He looks at the camera and he's like, and goes to grab it, thinking I can pull this off. All right, you slow your roll to the point that you can pull the strap together. You can resecure it. Get your get your camera back together, and you start to turn to break into a run again when you realize that you are surrounded by three of these creatures 
and you get a good look at them up close for the first time. Something about their fur strikes you as odd. It's almost like there's something on top of the fur giving them this this pale sheen. This kind of layer of of fuzz or mold even. Their eyes are covered in these white cataracts that don't actually seem to look at you. They just seem to kind of stare off in any random direction. But you can see this almost serpentine tongue or proboscis just emerge from the sides of their mouth and test the air. And that seems to be what they are doing as they approach you, flicking their tongues in your direction. One of them, at last, opens its jaw wide, unhinging to reveal not teeth, but dozens and dozens of tiny stingers as its tongue extends and almost seems to regard you like an organism unto itself. Before retracting into its mouth, it doesn't bark so much as it sort of squeezes its body and this gasping, rasping noise emerges from it. And then all three of them ignore you completely and take off after Harper. Eddie is just sitting there, like, completely shaking in his in his boots, uh, like, just breathing heavy sweat pouring down his face. He's like, Oh, wow, 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 that was, oh, that was. And you have just about collected yourself when you look up and see Eyeless Eddie staring back at you. Oh, Jesus! About five feet away. Oh, dude, uh, I hate, like... We're we're good, right? Like you're me, so we should be good here, right? And Eddie's like slowly again retreating now that he's kind of had that shock to move into movement and is trying to move back down the road towards uh, Harper, and is just talking to himself. And, and man, you're you're me. You don't want to hurt me, right? Like it'd be it'd be crazy to do something like that. So Harper. You are sprinting as you can still feel these things hot on your tail, just barely inches from your heels. And you can also hear them panting in this weird sort of rasping dead sound. And they're almost on you when you see a pair of headlights up ahead of you, bearing down on you. The question is, do you want to try and slow down enough to hail them, or just keep sprinting right at them and try to hitch a ride? Um, g- g- I'm, I'm not slowing down for anything. I can hear them right behind me. Um, you know, if I can't jump in the car, maybe they can hit the, the things behind me and buy me time to hop in the car that way. So, Stan... You are coming back the way that you came, trying to find where you might have lost them, as you round a bend and start powering down this straightaway, and sure enough, uh, not that far in front of you, you see 
Harper sprinting towards you with what looks like at least three or four of these dogs right behind her. Stan, what do you do? Oh, God. Uh, I think I think I'm going to act under pressure. I would like to avoid hitting the lovely Harper. Uh, and if possible, even though I love this car... Oh God! Uh, I mean, to do you love like this car? I mean, I mean, to, hey, I mean, Cl- Clara could have a nice car. Maybe, maybe Stan has always admired it from afar. It's a remnant of my life in California. I mean, where else? I mean, Harper, Harper already wrecked your Jeep. It's, oh yeah, that's true. I'm not driving my Jeep. <laughs> I forgot. Um, okay, yeah, then uh, I. Yeah, sorry in advance. Yeah, I haven't found that out yet. I would, uh, you know, I'm not saying it would change Dan- Stan's decision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess then I am going to try to act under pressure. However, uh, this seems like an important one, because if I get it wrong, I definitely hit Harper. Um, so can you remind me what the rules are with luck? Because I know there's something about taking a 12, right? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, so so hitting Harper is not the only potential bad outcome of of failing to act under pressure there you know there are a lot of potential bad things that could happen wrecking a second that car might, that might potentially include hitting, hitting harper yeah. it depends entirely on what you roll and what the choices end up being yeah. um but yes uh you are correct you can spend a luck point um after you roll to make it an automatic 12 okay so i go ahead and roll and then so let's, uh, let's act under pressure. I'm going to pretend that was diegetic. Yeah, yeah. That didn't work. Hold on. So that is a nine, which success is seven and above, right? No. Yes. Uh, to act under pressure um, on a seven to nine, uh, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I'm going to do it for the plot. Yeah, go ahead. We'll take it. Go ahead. Have fun. Mess me up, fam. Your tires screech as you swerve to try and avoid Harper. Uh, You manage to not careen off of the road, but you are currently sideways on this one and a half lane road. Uh, with one tire in the ditch. Where are those dogs at? <laughs> so, Harper, you are trying to get away from these dogs, and you are startled as these headlights come around the bend, and there is a great screeching of tires and the smell of acrid rubber as Stan jerks Clara's car uh, horizontal uh, in order to come up short uh, and you basically run into the side of the car and you can hear the dogs behind you. What do you do? I think I try to yank the door open to get inside. You pull the door open and what did you just dive in on top of uh on top of Clara and her grandma if that's what i got to do to get away from these dogs then yes absolutely 
All right, the back door is thrown open, and Harper takes a flying leap onto the laps of uh, Clara and her elderly asthmatic grandma. There is a bit of an oof. Uh, Don't forget but the herbs. She lands into uh, a lot yes, of yes. <laughs> yes, uh, Harper, you land uh, in Clara's grandma's lap and just get a face full of uh, 11 herbs and spices. Um, and I would want to pull the door shut behind me as well. So if you want me to roll to be able to do that, that's fine. But that would absolutely be what uh, Harper is trying to do. You slam the door shut just as one of those dogs uh, launches itself up onto the window. And you can see it, you can hear it scratching like hard against the glass and the metal. You can actually see it leaving marks on the glass as it scrabbles and tries to get inside. I just picture everybody in the car screaming right now, because what how else are you going to react when a giant monster dog claws at your windshield? Yeah, you can absolutely assume that the <laughs> first reaction in. was just like a, <gasps> and then like when it yeah. becomes clear that like the dogs are scratching, but like not getting through, that's when she goes, Eddie's still up there. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to knock this wagon and try to rock it out of the ditch. And, uh, you know, like do the reverse and then you rock where you, you go into an acceleration immediately after. As you shift, I don't know if I was the only one who learned to do that from my parents, but <laughs> they were very concerned with that method when I was learning to drive. All right, I'm going to have you roll act under pressure again, since you are executing a complicated maneuver uh, while being surrounded and pounced on by monster dogs. Can I uh, roll? I'm going, I'm going to, uh, to count that as a pressure. Seven. So get, oh, I'm sorry, Jen, what, did you want to assist in some way? Oh, I was going to jinx, uh, but it was only going to add a plus one. So if oh. you already got a seven, then I can't push you into greater success with that. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's a mixed success. It's a, it's a mixed success, which is how we got in this ditch. We might get uh, further into this ditch. You know what I think? Oh, God. Is our luck, does, it, does luck, like, refresh at certain points? No? Yeah, it's just for the whole game? I don't know that it's worth luck to get out of this ditch, uh, especially when uh, a Scottish daddy is secretly magic, so... But you don't know that! I don't, uh, but I don't... Uh, just Stan control his own luck? I, I think I, as the player, control Stan's luck. So you do get out of the ditch with a great wrenching and scraping of the undercarriage. You are able to twist yourself out of the ditch, spinning the tires and getting back on the road. Unfortunately, as you are trying to twist to launch one of the dogs uh, off of your hood so that you can actually see where you are going, uh, an errant branch from a nearby tree shatters part of your rear window there's definitely more screaming <laughs> uh but yeah i think that just actually makes stan accelerate harder a little bit for for a minute or a second you know and uh 
Because, you know, maybe, like, and maybe glance in the rearview mirror to see if that was another devil dog crazy thing that has now gotten into the car. Uh, but I think Stan's main concern right now is actually the one trying to come through the windshield. Well, so with uh, much screaming, broken glass, and burning rubber, you are away heading back down the road towards Eddie. How's it going? What are you up to? And dude, like, like I said, man, like, you know, you and me, I'm you, so there's no reason to make this weird. Uh, listen, uh, and he hears, like, the crashy noise of the car getting stuck in the ditch, and he's like, yeah, so my friends are here, and I'm, I'm gonna get going now, okay? So, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you, you stay classy, and he just starts trying to edge his way away from this thing. Is it following him? It does not follow you, as you are turning and breaking into a stride to get away it just smiles at you and you think you hear it say though its lips don't move hey big fan of the show uh (laughs) Eddie you know is really scared but is gonna you know he just kind of staggers for a second and then stops, looks at it, looks at himself dumbfounded and just goes, yeah, so you, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter and then just turns and fucking runs. <laughs> and straight for the car. Um, I'm going to get in because it should be fine, yeah. right? Yeah, Stan, you, uh, you see Eddie sprinting towards your headlights. I don't know if I see Eddie. Uh, cause I have a giant devil dog, but I do turn on the windshield wipers, so, uh... Very important. I mean, at the very least, it might help. I don't know. Um, I am, like, do I hear Eddie? How do I determine? Oh, gosh. I, I, Eddie is just So, so you, you can, you can see Eddie. You can see okay. Eddie clearly, uh, running up towards your headlights, okay. waving his arms frantically. Um... How far away is he? Because what I would like to do is accelerate a little bit, tell everybody to hold on, and then uh, slam on the brakes and get this devil dog off my my front thing. Keeping in mind that Harper is not buckled in. All right. You know what to roll. Act under pressure. My worst stat. Yep. Yep. Ooh, nine. Why can I not get above a nine? You slam on the brakes again, and there is this this lurching as uh, Harper rolls rolls down into the space between the seats, stuck, limbs flailing. Uh, you toss the dog off of the roof of your car and come to a stop just in time for Eddie to to slap on the hood and go around just looking for some place to get in eddie where do you find a seat you had a giant dog on the hood of your car holy shit let me in and like starts pulling on the back passenger uh door <laughs> everybody everybody piling in the back He's scrambling in yeah just like i see how okay yep, really all right my, oh sorry ma'am i'm sorry go 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 yep, like feet yep, st- uh, yep, sticking the, out uh, <laughs> like the back seat very full here and uh eddie you managed to 
crawl your way in and the door has just been pulled shut behind you as you look up past Clara's head through the broken glass in time to see a dog scramble up onto the back of the car and reach in to snap at Clara with his jaws. What do you do? Oh, shit. Uh, reach down and grab the first thing I can from the back seat. So, like, uh, a tire repair, a safety kit, a... It might be my uh, my baseball bat that I threw back there when we oh, got in the yes. car. Uh, and he, and right. he just grabs yeah. the bat and just starts smacking this thing, trying to knock it off the car. So I'm going to... What was it? Kick some ass? Yeah. I would like to jinx... Uh, before he rolls that. I appreciate your help. So I would like to try to roll um, to to jinx the situation in order to assist, essentially. It is a very enthusiastic individual, but when it comes to efficiency for fighting, it's not top tier. So that's going to be an eight, which means I get to hold one. So I get to do one effect, um, and I'm going to do a plus one to Eddie by interfering with their enemy. So I think while he's, like, grabbing the bat, I think Harper, like, just grabs one of the bunches of herbs and is also, like, whacking it from the other side and uh, gets it, like, right in the eye at one point. And I'm going to say that's how the plus one happens. All right, so now I'm at a minus one for my tough roll. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> here we go. That's an eight down to a seven. Still technically a success. Uh, I would like to... Yeah, I hit it. <laughs> I don't get any other cool effects. But yeah, so Eddie just picks up this baseball bat and starts... I think he's got like... It's like he's halfway choked up on the bat itself just because of the space. And it's just more like whapping at this, you know, the dog paws, trying to knock it off, and it's not really swinging for any efficiency. It's more like uh, awkwardly swinging a hammer in a small space, you know? Yeah, it is utter chaos here in the backseat. Just just flailing of limbs and bats and herbs and uh, such. Stan, you feel the driver's side seat lurch forward as it as the pushing and kicking uh, knocks it off its track and shoves you forward into the steering wheel, briefly knocking the wind out of you. But, uh, Harper, you seem to have some success with your, uh, your flailing of herbs. Uh, it does not seem to like that. It definitely seems to have some sort of reaction to you striking it with these bundles of herbs. It seems confused and and temporarily blinded and it can't can't navigate which uh means it can't really defend itself as uh Eddie swings in with the baseball bat and wallops it sending it tumbling back off of the rear of the car albeit not before on the way out uh slashing Eddie's arm with one of its claws for to harm. 
Yeah, I think it takes Eddie a second. Like, after the dog kind of tumbles out, he's like, oh, shit. And, like, looks at his arm and sees, like, the slash down it with all the blood. He's like, ah, 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 that, that, that thing's got claws. Oh, mm. Hey, Stan, you got, like, a first aid kit in here? I think Stan is... One, this isn't my car! And Stan just is, like, trying to push back his seat so he can turn the wheel enough to turn us around and go towards town again. Uh, this isn't my car! Just <clears throat> trying to get the steering wheel out from under me. You are able to to back the car up and finally get back on track, heading back towards town, and you see this line of dogs sort of surrounding the car. 100%, without hesitation, gun through the dogs. Because <laughs> they're, not, they're not dogs. They're four-legged, weird creatures with snaky tongues. Harper endorses this decision. As a vegan. <laughs> I don't know where demons fall on the uh, vegetarian-vegan uh, philosophy, but I am willing to make an exception. If it tries to eat you. <laughs> Do you want me to act under pressure yet again? <laughs> I should not be driving, everyone. Don't, don't give him, don't suggest this. You know how bad this is going to turn out for you. I No, at, at this, at this point, your goal is very straightforward and there's not a lot of obstacles in your path. You just gun it straight ahead. Uh, most of the dogs scatter. One of them does l- try to leap up and get through the windshield, but it, ends up just rolling off because of the momentum and you are away down the mountainside wind howling through the broken glass in the backseat i think there's a moment where everybody's just like silent and catching their breath and like the wind blowing through the the broken windows and uh then stan asks where is my car Oh, uh, uh, it's probably fine. Um, it's off the road, so um, no one should hit it if they drive by. We we can get it in the morning, okay? Like I will, I will take you there. I will show you where it is. But we are not going back there right now. No, no, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, there was there were some mistakes made. The car is slightly down an incline. Um. I think it's recoverable. What? The, 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 tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. He crashed my. He crashed my car. No, no. I, I didn't hit anything. So can you really call it crashing? That's very. That's very true. I can't deal with this right now. I. Okay. Uh, Clara, are you okay? Everybody okay? Is anybody hurt? Fletcher, you've been really quiet. Are you all right? Fletcher, I feel like, has kind of been out of it uh, since he did the thing um, in the garage. Um, I think he's 
not entirely sure that nobody saw anything, so he was kind of waiting so um, to see how things shake out. But yeah, I think at, at this point he would say, um, yeah, no, I just um, didn't want to distract you. Uh, you seem to be having a hard enough time with the uh, driving as it as it was. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That was uh, was what the f- and there's just like a stream of expletives that leaves Stan's mouth. Yeah, that uh, was um. Was that? That was an experience. That was out of control, but I'll tell you this: I got it all on film. I got it all on film, guys. Are you shitting me right now? That's what you care about? And he pulls out his camera to, like, check the the, the playback. And is like, I assume his camera's still working. He hasn't checked it since then. The camera is still working. Are you going and checking the playback now? Uh, yes, because I'm going to use a move uh, while I'm doing this on the way back to town. Oh, we're using your uh, your snoop move. Yeah, I'll get it in post and just I want to watch the playback and just do some investigate the mystery with the with the crew uh, as we go. Actually, I can just do that in a diner or something when we stop. Right, it doesn't have to be immediate. Fun- hey guys, footage looks fine to me. When we get a chance to stop, we should really take a look at this stuff because there's some wild there's some wild shenanigans on this uh, video camera between the static and the and the sh- you know there's definitely footage of him which like just his feet and him running. You hear like. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter! Like, and then, like, there's a lot of that, but, like, uh, I have... I have uh, definitely has a, has a, has a, uh, uh, a big Blair Witch vibe. I'm up to 30 followers, by the way, for anybody who, who cares. Um, but yeah, we can watch that when we get back to town. Have you started an Eddie Twitter? Because you should. I consider, if we were live streaming that, I would very much do that. So, where are you guys going? I think Stan's original plan was to go to the hospital to make sure Claire's grandmother was okay because she was having an asthma attack. And, uh, you know, we had, like, or she was having difficulty breathing, if I recall correctly. So, uh, and then we were going to call animal control once we got anywhere with a signal. (laughs) Although I don't. I don't think Stan wants his dad or the sheriff's office or, like, anybody who would be going out with animal control to, like, go near those things. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm currently driving towards the hospital and, like, ever like, as Stan, like, calms down, it's a mix of, like, is everybody okay? Like, just reassuring himself and then, like, cursing. <laughs> like, just... Just like, what the fuck was that? Um, excuse me, what the bleep was that? Uh, I don't know what our rating is. But yeah, so... It's it's fine, you can swear on this podcast. Alright, great. Uh, you know, just for the children. For the children. Um, but yeah, I think Stan is just gone between, what the hell was that? And, but everybody's alright. And like, then, you know, he remembers, Eddie, Eddie, are you bleeding? What? Uh, yeah, I'm still bleeding a bit. It, it got me real good on the arm, but like, uh, I think I'll I think I'll be good if we're going to the hospital. Um, it's not that deep. It's just it looks it looks real bad. Uh, definitely gonna leave a scar. Scars are cool though, right? They're in. Ah, you know, the just that'll be that'll be fine. 
I'm not, I'm not a little... how, how, how much blood has Eddie lost at this point? Is he feeling okay? Yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie is actually reasonably hurt uh, from his the shenanigans this evening. Uh, he's not unstable yet, but he's closer than I'd like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he needs to go to a hospital. Like, most of us do. Are you hurt? What happened to you? What? Look, I'm fine. I'll be fine, but... Especially yeah, no, Eddie. We don't know what those things were, why they were acting that way. I mean, it could be rabies, it could be distemper, it could be anything. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, (laughs) Stan is wearing a belt and awkwardly pulls it off his very slender frame and hands it back. He's like, I don't know, just tie, tie off the arm, man. We're we're gonna be there in like 15 minutes. To the, to the hospital. I don't know. How far away is the hospital? No, I mean, that's where we're going, right? I just want to check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to the hospital. Indeed. So it does take you about 30 minutes or so to get to the hospital just because there is really only one um, medical center that serves several of the surrounding towns, and it's a little ways outside of Cavern Springs. You finally arrive at Cyprian Medical Center. The doctors see to Clara's grandma, uh, who is very grateful, um, and you are told that she is recovering in one of the uh, the rooms. Uh, they also take a look at Clara. They patch up uh, Eddie's arm. You get some stitches. Um, what exactly do you tell them? Uh, who they who they ask first? Because I've always got uh, silly things to say, but like, who that is? Let's let's go let's go with let's go with Eddie since you're uh, you're getting stitched up. You're the most obvious injured person. How how did this how did this happen, son? Oh, uh, Doc, it was crazy. It was like a big old wild dog just just like came out of the woods and like just came out to my friends and I. And I, uh, I mean, we had to get out of there, but like it, you know, it kind of clawed me up pretty good. Dog did this? A big dog, yeah. Big dog, small bear, I don't know. It was dark, I, I don't know. I don't know, Doc, but, like, it was scary. It had, like, the big, you know, little, like, scary eyes, and uh, rawr, it came at me and uh, just fought it off. But, yeah, my arm's all messed up now. The tech looks at you a little askance, but seems to more or less buy it. Uh, is anybody else getting medical attention, or are you guys just hanging out in the waiting room? Uh, I'm a little hurt, but unbeknownst to everyone else, I don't stay hurt for very long. Um, I think Stan's just in the waiting room, and I think he... What time is it right now? Because he might need to call his dad. If his dad's shift's ended, he's supposed to be home, and he's not. Uh, it is probably around 11pm right now. Bro, you're gonna narc? Uh, no, no, I, I just have to... That's not, that's not in character. That's definitely not what Fletcher sounds like. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, uh, I... And he's just, like, looking at his phone, and he has, like, it highlighted down to Dad, and it's there, and he's just, like, hovering over the send. Because it's the worst thing when your parent is in law enforcement and you have to explain you're at the hospital at, like, 11 at night. 
with a car that isn't yours and your car is unaccounted for and the car that you were driving has a broken rear window. I mean, he doesn't need to know all that. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is uh, a Hope Dad's working late night. Slash deal with the consequences. Not even going to try and call and claim that you're out of friends and you, like, stayed real late working on a project and, oh, you're just going to crash here for the night? I think, really? I think Stan's dad knows Stan well enough to know that Stan does not have friends. I didn't say friends. Well, I, I, maybe I did say friends. Classmate. You're your classmates. Harper does not say this, though, so, because Harper's not. Yeah, doesn't care. <laughs> About the drama. <laughs> Harper's caught up with other things. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think Stan's gonna procrastinate on that, as all young people do with consequences. Stan, your phone actually rings. It is Clara. Uh, yeah, I absolutely answer this distraction. T- uh, uh, hey, Stan, Stan? Hey, Clara. Clara, are you feeling better? Or do they, are they keeping you? Um, f- yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little better, a little a little clearer in the head. Um they're keeping me and grandma overnight for observation. Um just cuz just cuz, you know, grandma's having a lot of trouble breathing and I'm kind of, you know, in and out of it yeah, like I was. You were acting real out of it. Are you feeling better now? Still kind of woozy, but yeah, like it's a lot clearer, a lot tighter. I can kind of put things together better than I was for a while there. Okay, can you uh, can you tell me what kind of was going on? Your grandma said they couldn't get in and then I don't know what those things were. Like, can you tell me what happened? Uh, as best as I can remember, I um, I was talk with grandma and she mentioned seeing something out in the field and I took a look and I I I I saw those those dogs and I remembered them from from last night and that was when I that's when I called you um and I called and I called Adam too um Adam was uh out with me out at the the Woodland Frontier last night. Um, he's at the same party. He was the only he was the only other person that I talked to that remembered what had happened, that remembered the dogs. And I was talking to him, and I told him that I was seeing them again. And the last thing I heard from him, he said, "I see them too." And that's when that's when the you know the phone signal started getting all getting all weird stop being able to get through to anybody um me and grandma you know we locked all the doors and everything um and they got close and they started circling the trailer and one of them started started scratching at the door um one of them even started throwing himself into it sorry it was going to come right off the hinges but then they just kind of they kind of they kind of backed off Grandma, Grandma went. And she actually went. She she opened up the windows, and they started backing off. Um, she said that she she said that they didn't lack the the smell. But thing was, then but then then she opened up the windows, and then 
that's also when we started getting, like, I started getting kind of lightheaded. Grandma started having trouble breathing. It was almost like there was this, like, mist outside. And I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if that was something that they were doing or what was happening. Okay. Uh, have, have you tried calling Adam? Can you? I've, I tried calling him once I, my head cleared and when I had signal again, um, it just went to voicemail. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got it. And then I'm a little, I'm a little worried about him and Stan, I hate, I hate to ask you anything more after, after everything that you, you've, you've done for us tonight, but do you, do you mind like swinging by his place, checking in on him? Uh, I mean, uh, I can, yeah, I can, I don't know how I'm getting home. I don't have a car. Uh, I mean, you can, you, I mean, I know, I know the, you know, back windows all busted up, but I mean, you can, you can hang on to my keys for as long as you need them. I mean, I, I gotta be here all night. You know, I'm not gonna be able to. Oh, I'm not gonna need. I'm not gonna need the car tonight. Tell, tell you what, I I gotta call my dad. Uh, I'll I'll see if we can maybe go do a wellness check. Like, I'll just tell him. Like, Adam said he saw the same things around his house. Like, yeah, I'll I'll figure something out. Let me um. Let me think. I can't. I can't really leave without Eddie. Anyways, he's he's uh he's hurt. So I'll 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 definitely go swing by once once we're out of here. I I, I again. I really can't. I really can't. Thank you. Thank you enough, Stan. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, anything for a friend. Uh, I just yeah. Just be be safe. Don't. Uh, I wouldn't go back there. Maybe. Uh. For a minute until we all figure out what those things were. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, they're going to keep us overnight. Um, that's, this is where I'm planning on staying. Um, I think we're probably safer here than anywhere else at the moment. So I guess, um, I'll, I'll talk to you in the morning, I suppose. Um, I mean, yep. assuming uh, if I can get a charger off of somebody here, I'll keep my phone on. Um, though I'm running low on battery at this point. Yeah, no, I, uh, I have I a couple extra in the drawer at home, but and I'll try to bring one by in the morning if you're still here, but um, maybe ask your grandma what was what was in the, the smell like, that they didn't like. She said it was something about the about the herbs that she was drying. That's why she wanted to take those um, cool. those bunches with them. I think I think I think I think some of them are still in the back of the still in the back of the car. Yeah, I loaded her up a bit on the way out. It was the only way I could get her to come outside. I thought it was weird, but that was before I saw the devil dog. So, uh, yeah, I will figure that out, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta, I gotta check on Eddie and everything, but I'll, I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you in the morning. I'll, I'll let you know how Adam is. Stan's a little bit in shock right now. Like, just sort of, like, tired and that sort of adrenaline wear off. So I'd say probably... I mean, it's been a long day. Once Eddie is discharged, we probably go home, rest. Yeah. Clara offered me her car 
I guess I could take everybody home. Uh, she just gave you her car? I thought it was weird, too. I think maybe she's still a little out of it. Like, she's, she was, she said there was a weird fog that that's why she was so confused. So I, I think that's a little weird. It's around this time that uh, Eddie comes out of the back, uh, arm wrapped up in bandages. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, Doc gave me some, like, uh, vitamin, vitamin E gel or something, so the scars won't be as bad. Uh, cause I guess those aren't in right now. How, how y'all doing? Uh, pretty good. How's your, uh, rabies vaccination up to date? I, I got, I didn't get bit. I got, uh, clawed. Oh, yeah. okay. Good, good. All right. They, uh, they, they did give you both a rabies and a tetanus shot. Uh, okay. In that case, Eddie just clutches his stomach and is like, I know that we're in a hospital, but like, I didn't realize they had that many needles. Um, yeah, while we're on the subject, what uh, did you tell him? And he makes a gesture for everyone to kind of, kind of come in close so he can speak quietly. And he's like, all right, so I, to- I told him exactly what I, what I recall. It was just like a, you know, a big dog or like a small bear or something that had just attacked the car while we were out at Clara's place. Um, a big dog or a small bear? It was dark, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'll d- I guess that if that's normal around here, I'll defer to your knowledge. I I don't know. Mange bear, mange bear. That was on the internet. We're going with mange bear, and like Stan starts texting his father. <laughs> I guess we should just be grateful you didn't tell them it was a, a sheep squatch. No, I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a sheep squatch, man. Like, look. The, the bears are a problem around here. Like, Grace had her car broken into a couple weeks ago. She left some groceries in the back. Boom. Like, they just break a window, take the stuff, and they, they leave. Uh, had... Are they sure it wasn't just a... I, you know what? Never mind. That's hardly relevant. Um, so, we should decide how we're getting all home. Like, I... They told me to keep the keys for the car... So I guess I could drive everybody home and then come back and pick them up tomorrow. I mean, I'd I'd really rather you just drop me off at my car. Yeah. I I would like to have my car. Yeah, absolutely. I Thanks. I can do that. I I need to get back to my car tomorrow, so we need a plan on that. Yeah, I'll I said I'd take you to where your car was. I'll come pick you up or something and take you to your car. Okay. Yeah. You might wanna arrange something with a tow truck though just in case I need a tow why do I need a tow truck it's a little ways down there down where what what the, there was a hill on, on the side of the road did you roll my baby look it's probably fine it was there was a steep hill and we had swerved because it looked like there was a person and um it it, it w- i just had a feeling okay we we it we just needed to get out of there and i wasn't going to be able to get your jeep out so right. but i'm sure with the right uh, with a less rushed look at it i'm sure you'll figure something out right okay i i'm going to everybody get in the car we're going and like stan actually 
As he opens the car doors, he, like, takes a bunch of the herbs and just hands bundles of it to people. Just, just, just like, you take one. And you take, and never, like, no explanation. Just entirely, like, just take this. What? Have, have one. What are these for? They don't like the smell, apparently. We have... Also, watch out for bad fog. I don't know what that means, but fog... We don't have any evidence to indicate that they don't like the smell. In fact, we have evidence exactly to the contrary. Clara's pretty sure that's what kept them out of the motorhome. I will say it didn't like it when I was hitting it with them, so I mean, if nothing else... I didn't like the bat either. <laughs> herbs and bats. That's that's our game plan, I guess. I'm just saying oh, the no. herbs are a little <laughs> less... Uh, impactful on the physical scale so maybe that's more Stan if you got like a sharpie or something we can write spices on the bat and then we got the herbs and the spices and then that yeah yeah you know what I uh absolutely have a sharpie in my car that is down a hill that oh, you actually, left there no, so with I, my school of... stuff oh my god all my school stuff I can't do my homework for tomorrow no so I've, I've been thinking about that uh so I got I got a couple people in town that uh they you know you, you heard the pod. You, I mean, you're a big fan of the podcast, Stan. Like, I got a couple friends in town. They're, they're fans. I'm sure if I, I call them up, I might be able to uh, get a solid from them. They uh, they don't have a tow truck. But they do a lot of four wheeling and stuff and off road. So they're pretty good at recovering things. It's uh, Lucille and Daryl. Yeah, sure. If you want to try to do something a little off the record, right? You worry about your insurance. Worry about your dad finding out. We could probably just call them. I, sure. You know what I. Why not? Just, uh, and like, uh, we're getting in the car as we do this, obviously, and I'm like starting to drive us back to Harper's car and everything. Um, what, Harper's gonna meet me here. I'm gonna drop off the car for Clara and her grandma, and then she's gonna take me in my car. You can either meet us at my car, since you also know where my car is, down a hill, in a ditch. Are you going to try and do anything else tonight, or are you all going to basically, like, make some phone calls and go to bed? Um, okay, so, the real question is, Adam, he has not had a wellness check. I don't know who this person is. Uh, honestly, I'm exhausted. I think we're all exhausted, and we've spent a lot of time together for a school project. Oh, yeah, that's what we came out for. And he just, like, pats the camera and is like, you know, we got we got an A on this thing. Like, we, I got the... We're good. We're going to have to that. rename the the paper, though. It's not going to be about the, uh, the sheep squatch. Yeah, I mean, is that really our biggest concern at the moment? Honestly, I just I want to go to bed. I want to go home. We can talk about this more tomorrow if we want to, but I think I'm done for the night. I mean, do we even know where Adam lives? Yeah, I got, I got, I got texted his, his email. Is it back up the mountain? Because I'm not going back up that mountain tonight. I mean, I will absolutely drop you guys off. Stand, by the way, as he is driving, like, in one hand that is clutching the steering wheel, there is that, like, like, just clutch of herbs. <laughs> just, this might work. We'll see.
Hey, look, Stan, is, is there a way we can, like, maybe... Is there someone else that can go out there? Like, I'll go I'll go with you. I'll go with you, because I'm not going to let you go alone. But, like, can we call, like, Animal Control or something or send them out there? Like, I think that's the best move right now. Uh, I, my, I'll help you out, but my arm's busted. There's only so much I can do. I can't really swing, uh, right. you know, you know spices, I if you will. Call, up the bat. call the non-emergency. Well, no, it is kind of an emergency. Okay, call the emergency line. And just say it report like a group of dogs, I guess. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll make that call before we get out of uh, out of cell phone range. All right, then I guess are you guys just what you guys are just turning in then? I yeah, Fletcher would desperately like to. Very, just done with all of this. Now, Doc told me I needed to take uh, at least get a good night's sleep and like let my arm heal, like. Stan will come out, we'll get your car in the morning, um, first thing, and then I, I'll start my editing, you know, on this, on this project, right? Yeah, let's, let's get you guys home. And Stan is absolutely gonna, you know, drop off Harper at her car and Fletcher at his pub, pub abode, and then, uh, swing, swing Eddie back by his house. And then I think it comes down to when uh, Eddie called, did they say that they would send a unit out to check on people? Yes, uh, they said that they would have a car swing by, though they, though, they could, though they couldn't really give you a time frame on it. All right, then yeah, uh, I think Stan knows when, th- that's the best he can do at this point, like, alone. Um, I don't think Stan has uh, drank enough of the weird juice yet to, like, throw himself willy-nilly into these situations after the first one. I think he's still a little bit too much in shock, so, uh, going home with the assurance that he has, you know, sent somebody out to check on, on his friend's friend and, like, make sure everybody's okay and, like, doing his best for people. Okay, so, so what is everybody doing? Uh, I think Fletcher is just probably calling it a night. I might try to do a little research when I get back to like my books and and, and everything that I have in my apartment, um, just to see if I can maybe try to figure out what that was. But um, definitely just trying to get back to my apartment right now and away from these children. It's rude. So. Despite desperately wanting to turn in for the night, I think Harper actually might go check out um, Delphia Springs. There's been a lot of weird stuff that's happened, but not so much weird stuff that she can forget that she may or may not have seen a vision of someone get, like, murdered there. Okay. And okay, so that's Harper. So Fletcher was maybe going to do some research and turn in. Harper was going to head up to the resort. Um, Stan and Eddie. Yeah, I think Eddie gets dropped off. He goes into the house. His uh, mom is still out. Walks in, sees you know Ricky playing some video games, and he's just like, "Ricky, seriously, did you eat all the pizza rolls? Like, what the hell, man? He, he just everything in the damn fridge, I, whatever." Like. Uh, Grabs a cheer wine off the counter and then goes back into his room uh, and starts editing.
because I want to use that investigative move uh, now that things are kind of settled down while I'm trying to put this together. Cool, cool. All right, so Eddie's going to go over the footage. Uh, what is Stan doing? So Stan is actually going to go home, and uh, I think at first is going to fling himself into the internet until he kind of burns out on the adrenaline and the, you know, post-adrenaline effects, um, and then pass out. Okay, so if I use sleep time as bonding time between me and you-know-who, would that work, or do I need to be awake and conscious of bonding? So deepen our connection. Sleeping is fine. Okay, yeah, then I think uh, Stan wants to, not necessarily wants to, but does fall into a connected dream with his person. All right, cool. All right, so we have what everybody's doing. So uh, let's start with Eddie going over the footage. Okay, yeah, Eddie... um... You know, gets all plugged in, kind of starts to upload everything, is, you know, working around his uh, wrapped arm, so it makes it a little more difficult, but he gets there. Um, and this is probably the most footage that Eddie has of something pretty spooky. Like, he's got some bad shaky cam stuff from the past, but this is a lot of uh, pretty direct footage that he's managed to capture of real spooky crap, including... I assume it's doppelganger if it shows up on video, right? The first thing you notice is that you can see the dogs clearly. Those show up on the film. The figure that you saw in the field doesn't show up. You are zooming in on nothing. You are zooming in on an empty it's patch no of No weird uh, effects on the camera. It's just like... It's as if I was videotaping a empty field. Yep. You can so you can see the dogs clearly. The footage that you have that includes the dogs, they show up on the footage. But the figure, the weird doppelganger, doesn't show up at all. You're filming nothing. Good to know. Alright, I'm gonna roll to investigate the mystery as I go through this footage. Well, uh, even with my plus one sharp, that is a five. <laughs> While you are uh, in the course of trying to edit edit these videos and trying to like play back and go frame by frame, trying to isolate particular shots of the dogs that are of better quality, and trying to figure out if you have if anything of of this figure, this this doppelganger anywhere on your actual footage, trying to go through every time that you knew that you had yourself focused in on him, and you're just finding nothing. And it is around this time that your phone pings, and you have a new email. The sender is a string of numbers. The subject line in all lowercase, just says, Big Fan. 
and the contents of the email is a blurry image that as you squint at it you realize it is of a figure standing in the middle of the road somewhere for a second you think that it's a picture of the doppelganger but then you realize it's not it's a picture of you from its perspective Eddie just half toss half drops the phone on his desk and is like "Mm, nope okay um and is shaken enough that he goes and bothers Ricky some more right he's done editing for the night he (laughs) he stops he goes in he BS's with his brother about Call of Duty or whatever he's currently playing uh, just to not be alone because he is rather unnerved by this uh, and kind of hangs with him until his mom comes home probably about 30 minutes later um, and is just happy to have like the life and light of people to make him feel a little, a little bit fuzzier um, he also takes that image and forwards it to the group in the group text and is like I found some crazy stuff in that and we'll talk about it tomorrow Actually, no, it says, I found a, uh, I didn't find anything in editing, but I some crazy, I got this crazy email with this photo, and it's pretty messed up. Sends it out. Right. And, um, that is everything for Eddie. He just kind of eventually goes to bed, uh, I think with the lights on. I advance from that failure. Hashtag failing forward. Fletcher. So, I'm torn. I think it, I mean, yeah, this is kind of Fletcher's wheelhouse. He's, he's like an anthropologist. So I think he would do some combination of trying to look into, uh, he, he would use some combination of, of, you know, the physical materials that he has at his, uh, disposal in terms of like books that he brought with him and, um, the internet, essentially, to see if he can find any information, maybe in local legends or news stories or things like that about what those creatures were. Uh, so I guess I'm going to investigate a mystery. Uh, that'll be with plus sharp. Oof, not great. Okay, let's see how this goes. It's a seven, so not a fail. I can hold one to ask a question. Um, I think I'm going to go with what sort of creature is it? So you were looking through various books that you have and the internet, just looking to strange creatures. And two things that pop out at you. The first is there are some local Appalachian legends about creatures uh, referred to as the white things. Their descriptions tend to vary, but often they are described as some kind of four-legged creature that is pale and shiny and all white. And there's dispute as to whether they are physical or if they are ghost-like because there are accounts of people being bitten 
by them, but it not leaving a mark or them being attacked and them just disappearing and feeling almost as though they were they were accosted by some otherworldly force. The other thing that pops out at you is just looking through various pictures of strange, anomalous creatures. Uh, eventually, you come across one of Eddie's one of uh, uh, Eddie's podcast episodes, and you sigh audibly as you move past it. In basically, there's an article in just weird nature about just like you know ten ten things you won't believe that exist, and a picture catches your eye. There is a type of fungus, sometimes referred to as the zombie ant fungus, that will basically hijack the corpse of an ant and use it, puppeteer it to to distribute its spores. And there is usually some sort of a, a fruiting body that ultimately erupts from inside of the ant's carapace. And you're looking at some pictures of those those various uh, parathesia, and something about it reminds you of that tongue or proboscis that you saw emerge from the dog's mouths. The way that it seemed like, like some sort of foreign organ. The way that it seemed to act on its own, independently from the rest of their body. But obviously that's not something that's documented anywhere. Of this thing functioning at a larger scale, like we saw. Okay. No. No, not at all. Okay. I think, yeah, Fletcher would sort of just sort of say to himself, well, we've got a winner. And uh, he would send a message to the group basically saying, um, we should talk tomorrow. And then, like, probably turn his phone off and just try to relax. Just try to come down from everything that happened tonight. <laughs> it was a lot. Goes to see if he can find something to distract him, read himself to sleep, and then notices the top book on his nightstand is now against the scralings. Yeah, like, not that no. one for sure. Stan, you were just kind of go to sleep. So, kind of try to tune in. Is one action deal, or can I take two actions? How, how are we feeling? Uh, just what? What is it that you're wanting to try and accomplish? So, uh, with the power of ADHD, I would like Stan to just troll the internet uh, into the deep dives of the weird parts and all of the Wikipedia. But then, you know, exhausting himself and probably that and ending up on weird articles that have nothing to do with it um going to sleep and still searching for answers fall into his uh connection uh sure so so you were you were just using for basically kind of bonding time yeah, from so, the pararomantic yep bonding time is a um charm roll i believe let me double check that Yep, it is a charm on a plus ten, hold two on a seven to nine, hold one. It is a nine plus my two, so that is an eleven. So, 
Uh, I need to hold two. I can spend my hold to either erase a mark in relationship status track, use a paramantic move I haven't picked, receive a gift from my guide, or take one for. I think I want to use. Um, I want to use one of my holds to use uh, monster empathy. Uh, which allows me, when I try to work out what a supernatural creature desires, roll plus charm on a 10, hold 2, on a 7 and 9, hold 1. So that's using something that I did not take. And then I am going to use the other to take one plus 1 forward for my next thing. Does that make sense? Yep. Are you going to use that plus 1 on your... Um on your uh, monster empathy roll that you're rolling, or are you going to keep that keep that in pocket for later? Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to keep it in my pocket for later. Because I do already have a plus two on my charm. So let's go ahead and roll charm again. Plus nine, plus my two. So that is 11 again, which is nice. Google's uh, D6 roller is being kind to me right now. Um, so that would be the, I can ask, uh, two questions, which you can answer honestly. What does it most desire is my question for now. And then I'm going to hold the other question. So I think Stan is dreaming, uh, how this plays out, like in character is that Stan's dreaming and you know, searching for answers after that long internet search. No closer to understanding what that thing was after, why it was hunting Clara, why it came after Harper, why it passed by Eddie, uh, what exactly it was. was. Uh, so he falls asleep, still wondering what it wants. What, why was it doing that? What did it want? You dream that you are walking down an unfamiliar street. Or maybe you have seen it before. You're not sure. There are a lot of empty houses on the street. No signs of of light or life in them. But there is one, one house on the whole block that has the lights on. And you're sort of drawn to it. You make your way over there and you hop over the fence in front and start just looking around the outside of the house. Some, some part of you wants to get nearer to whatever is inside, to that, to that light. And you look through the window, and you realize that the light that you're seeing isn't coming from electricity or from light fixtures inside of the house. It's coming from a person. It's coming from someone you think you might recognize but you're not sure but they're glowing physically almost almost in kind of an, an infrared 
way. You realize that that in addition to being dark, everything is kind of without color. The only thing you really see is sort of the definition of this light versus everything else. And then suddenly, you crash through the window. And you run up to this person and tackle them. And they're struggling with you. And you realize that you aren't alone either. There are other shapes side by side with you, pinning him down as he thrashes and screams, though you can't hear it. Part of you knows intellectually that you should be able to hear him screaming, but you can't. All that you see is the light and your proximity to it. And eventually, the light sort of grows. It fills you. It fills the shapes around you, becoming a part of you and you a part of it. And that light sort of washes everything out. And that's the last thing that you see. Harper. You ring. Uh, are you heading up to the resort? I am. Okay. So, um, I think when Harper gets there, um, she's not immediately gonna, like, go in. She might... I mean, she's not casing the joint, but she's kind of casing the joint of, like... Seeing if anything looks weird from outside as she probably circles around to the side of the building. To where she knows that broken window is. It looks pretty quiet for the most part. You're not seeing too much going on. There are There's some activity uh, at one of the other buildings. There is some sort of uh, 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 seminar going on over there, but nothing in the building that you were in earlier today. You say there's a seminar. Would I happen to know anything about what seminar would be happening tonight? You are not aware specifically of what it, of what is on the schedule, um, though it's possible that it might be uh, above your level. Of course. How far away is that building? Uh, you would have to cross uh, one of the golf greens to get there. All right, I'll stay here for now. Um, all right, so I don't really see anything, hear anything, nothing, right? Right. At this particular building. Right. I'm going to go try and go in the broken window. Okay. You are able to sort of pry it open enough that you can climb through. Obviously do that. Mm -hmm. And look around the room. So I didn't try to get a sense of this one. Right. Just that other room. Right. So at this point, I want to try and see if I can't feel if something weird happened here, too. Why the glass was broken. All right. So roll weird. 
Uh, yeah, that would be a use magic. I'm going to try yeah. to kind of do the same kind of psychometric analysis on this room. Yeah. Um, so that's actually going to end up being a seven. So it works imperfectly. Um, you get to choose a your effect and a glitch, and then I will determine kind of how the glitch uh, takes effect. So I'm guessing the thing I want to do is do one thing that is beyond human limitations, because I want to essentially use a sense that humans wouldn't normally have in order to observe the um, room. And then for the glitch, I'm going to say it has a problematic side effect. Let's get into trouble. You kneel down and sort of take the room in. You go through the meditation exercises that you have been taught as part of your initiation. And you start to get that lightheaded feeling that you had when you were in the room before, but you just sort of let it happen, let it wash over you. You open your eyes, and you are not alone in the room. There are three other people in there with you, kneeling next to you. This is clearly some sort of upper echelon ritual that is going on. There are cups that are passed around. They have uh, some sort of pill inside of them. Everybody takes their pill, and you can sort of feel the room getting larger around you. You look down at the space between you, and you can see the pattern of the carpet start to wriggle and writhe of its own accord, the lines shifting and melding into new patterns that weren't there before. Almost a mandala that flows outward like ripples on water and begins climbing the wallpaper. But then you start to feel strange. The lines of this this mandala, this pattern, they start to flow out from the starting point, but then towards you, you seem to become the focal point of it. They start flowing into you. The lines reach out, grasping seemingly for you, and you can feel them get their hooks in you as you try to say something, but no words are coming out. The other people in the room are looking at you concerned and you suddenly pitch forward almost like you're collapsing on the ground except you feel yourself hit the floor 
and the rest of you keeps going into the pattern, submerged by it, consumed by it. Suddenly, you try to breathe, and it's like you can again for the first time, inhaling like you've just breached the surface of the water. And you are you again. Here in the room with the boarded-up window. Except once again, you aren't alone. Daphne is standing in the doorway, looking at you. Harper, I didn't know you were coming in tonight. Cryptid Community College is a Live from the Apocalypse production. Our audio producers are Aaron Daggermanjan and Brendan Sherlock. Soundtrack provided by Matan Uchen. Find them on Twitter at SadTitled. You can follow the show, as well as our other productions, at Live from the Apoc on Twitter, at Live from the Apocalypse on Instagram, and on twitch.tv slash Live from the Apocalypse. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. A big thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll see you next class. Next class.